In a world where every man and his dog has a podcast, two men from Hyderabad, India, do the unthinkable. Two men go where no man has gone before. They start a podcast. What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Thigh Gap Podcast, episode number two. My name is Bogus Noog. And this is Being Brewed. Welcome back, everyone. Great experience, uh, Brewed, with the first episode. Um, never expected. Well, actually, I expected a better response. But uh, let's just say, never expected that kind of a response. Oh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, for the kind of effort we put. Yeah. It's uh, abysmal. Privately underwhelming, but publicly overwhelming, you say? you uh, Would you agree with that? Uh Privately underwhelming, publicly also underwhelming. I think oh. that's how I would put it. Wow, you're not giving them any any scope. Any no, no. See, I'm a guy who doesn't cut a lot of flack for others. I think that's good. I think, uh, you know, they call that the school of hard knocks. I call it the way you filter idiots. Works either way. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, welcome guys. Welcome back to episode two of Thigh Gap Podcast. Uh, the episode's name is called, if you can read, read the description. Wonderful. I think you're, you're teaching them self-sufficiency. Atmanirbhar, is that the is that the word people are using these days? See, I'm not uh, a big uh, Hindi-speaking bai. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, why not? If you are putting it that way, uh-huh. I will definitely, it, I will not shun. Yes. I will say, okay, okay, uh-huh. you call it Atmanirbhar. Of course. Wow, oh, oh, I say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you call Bogus? I just call it a warm feeling uh, after I saw the kind of response we got to the first episode. We had all kinds of people getting in touch with us, telling us they enjoyed it. It was funny. You know, the president of Zimbabwe gave me a call actually and said the the first episode was worth $10 billion in their local currency. Absolutely, because I mean, trust me, it was so draining for us. Mm-hmm. To change voices and act as different audience yeah. and talk to each other. Exactly. And uh, at the same time, also keeping in mind that uh, we are the, you know, the guys who have to answer these questions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So changing voices as a Zimbabwean president mm-hmm. and a Somalian prime minister mm-hmm. and a Sri Lankan MLA mm-hmm. was, uh, I think it's a huge learning curve for us. I think we are much better yeah. to deal this scenario. And it's just the second episode. I mean, how fast can someone learn? We're going at rocket speed. Really, really. Tesla would be proud. Or in our generations, Elon Musk. Tesla, yeah. I mean, Elon Musk would be envious, actually. He's not even proud. It goes straight to envy and jealousy. I'm just expecting a call from Elon Musk. The only thing is I can't mimic his voice. That's a problem. Otherwise, I think first thing in the morning tomorrow, we might be getting a call from him. Saying that, guys, how are you pulling this off? How are you growing at faster than rocket speed? Yeah, he he tends to stutter a bit, which is tough to imitate. Is it? Yeah. How come all these great guys have some ridiculous, like, odd behavior or a flaw? Like, it, 
it just is like okay fine there's this great guys right. we are geniuses right but mm-hmm. we'll also have this flaw so that we can be relatable to you and you can draw inspiration from us it's so weird right like everybody yeah albert einstein mm-hmm. couldn't remember shit he right? was a slow student slow student could like had short term memory loss couldn't identify recognize his own wife yeah once he went into the lab or a study room yeah right uh Hrithik Roshan has six fingers. Yeah. Right? Uh, Amitabh Bachchan was dyslexic. Or Abhishek Bachchan. Either of them. Doesn't matter. Some, one of the person in the family is dyslexic. Right. Uh, Elon Musk stutters. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg had like... like uh, He had a public speaking issue or something like that. No, he has a face. Uh, of a robot. Cyborg would be a better word. Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Get what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, so at that level, we should have the number of flaws we have. Right. I mean, it's not even a joke. We should probably start uh, working on pretense, some kind of pretense flaw or uh, eccentricity. Like, you know, uh, after every sentence, we have to scratch our heads or something. Maybe that will make us look like geniuses. Yeah. Yeah, I in fact kind of had that habit also. You remember St- Austin Powers, right? The movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so taken with that movie. Groovy, I mean, baby. Groovy. Uh, what, what was that? Oh, hello. No, what was... Oh, shit. How can I forget? Oh, behave. Oh, oh behave. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But know. anyways, yeah. Dr. No. Yeah, Dr. No. Dr. Evil, sorry. Not, yeah. not Dr. No. Dr. No was James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Dr. Evil used to do that, right? I want one million dollars. dollars. Yeah, and then he puts pinky. his pinky in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. I started doing that like a lot. Till people started like stop shaking my hand because I kept putting my pinky in the mouth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I tried it. I don't think I had any success. But I'm sure behind your back, they were like, I'm disgusted by his hygiene, but he may be a genius. Yeah, I hope so. Because he's doing something real. Yeah, but the, what's the point? I, they never told me. So, I, I don't know it. Now is the chance. They may start leaving us comments in the comment section, actually, saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, Optimism has always been my weapon. Yeah. So, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people. I mean, we should technically be flooded with comments for this mm. episode, for sure. Mm-hmm. Does Spotify allow comments? Um... They have other ways, guys. You know, you know, right? Yeah, we have Twitter, we have Insta, we have Spotify, we have. We're going to have YouTube. Yeah, we're going to have YouTube, uh, which is a big work. I think that would be a big step for us. Yeah. Um, and another thing is, I think we can cut this part out, bogus. Don't address the audience. <laughs> like, why not? Friend. Because you know, you know, our audience are a little shy. You know, they are. That's the reason why we have to call each other. As audience and like give us a pat on the back. Ah, damn. Right? Mm-hmm. But what's up? What was your learning from the last episode to this? Uh, my learning was I had no idea. I didn't realize the last episode went up to almost two hours in runtime. Oh, yeah. 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 I was surprised when some of the listeners, like the president of Zimbabwe. And uh, Sri Lankan MLA. Yeah. Uh, they were like, dude, this is going for two hours, man. So I was like, oh, shit, our target was about one hour or something. I guess we're just too, it was just too effortless or something. Like, are we too natural? Uh, It just went for two hours without us realizing it. Uh, First of all, Bogus, I think uh, 
We are freaking geniuses. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we scratch our heads after every sentence. That being said, mm-hmm. you know, we don't even have flaws. Just eccentricities. No, we just use toothpaste. We don't have any flaws. Like we, All I, right. as an we Indian, don't floss. we don't floss. There's no flaws. Of course. So it's just toothpaste and, you know, your, your age finger. old finger. Just a finger and the toothpaste. Any finger. Any right? finger, yeah. It might be index. Mm-hmm. It might be ring. Mm-hmm. It might be middle. Mm-hmm. Right, doesn't matter. Depends on the teeth size. Exactly. Right, and we have big teeth. Let's be honest. Okay, let's. What do we have to hide? So a lot more to chew on. A lot more to chew on. A lot more to eat on yeah. and fill our stomachs with. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there's no flaws. That's the thing. I just want to put it out there again and again. Right. No flaws. No flaws. 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 I think it's been established pretty well now. I'm sure that is one thing that. No one will will be able to forget about us. Absolutely. That we have no flaws. Flaws. What is the plural of flaws? Have you ever thought of that? Flosses? (laughs) Shit, man. So, good. Uh, This has been great. Interesting things, again, Mm -hmm. over the past week. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, let's be genuine. A lot of our people, people who know us, they've reached out and they've been very encouraging. And they are like, guys... Next time, don't do it. Yeah. And those words were like, you know, absolutely, wow, this is exactly the kind of response we wanted. Yeah. And then, you know, we had to kind of filter our Facebook friend list also mm. because of all the people who gave us those encouraging words, we had to unfriend them. Yeah. Now we are down to about, what, seven friends on Facebook? Uh, eight. I'm down at eight. I don't know about you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even on Facebook, so. Oh, sweet. It works One job time. less. Yeah. But yeah, but the thing that I was thinking was everybody asked probably on a serious note. Right. Everybody asked almost the same question. Which okay, is? Which is, how did you guys do it? For, I mean, there's one thing about doing a podcast, uh-huh. being two nobodies. Right. right. The other thing that they were surprised with mm-hmm. is uh, you pulled off a pretty long conversation. Yeah. And... Yes, it was tiring to listen to, mm-hmm. but at any given point, the conversation was such that we could jump to anything and we can just follow the conversation from there. Right. Right. I think that was a one big compliment that, you know, I, we got. Yeah. That it didn't seem forced. Yeah. It didn't seem for, I mean, whatever it's organic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And essentially the thing that I wanted to bring onto the table today was the one point that they kept asking, or that, which is what they intended to ask, mm-hmm. was uh, how how do you guys, you know, uh, be motivated to do something like this? Because now you committed openly. Right. That every Thursday, right. we have an upload. So every Thursday we're going to release an episode. It's a big deal. Big deal. Mm-hmm. Smooth plug-in. Yeah. Again. And they're like, how do you... How do you stay motivated? Because you spoke so much in the first episode. Mm. Now you are supposed to speak so much in the second episode and the following episodes. Right. So what is your motivation force? Right. Right. What was the whole motivation that you have? Mm. Or how do you plan to go about this and all? And I think it's a good topic to talk about. Yeah. Reason being, I'm sure there are a lot of other people out there who are equally smart and who also probably would want to venture Mm -hmm. the podcast Mm -hmm. uh, format, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a good thing to share this of what we are going through right now in real time. Right. So 
so that we look pretty cool with other guys who have not done it yet. I mean, yeah, let's let's go for it. Uh, first of all, for the people who uh, are inspired by the one episode that we put out and you want to start a podcast yourself, I just want to say, cool your jets. You know, just wait until we get popular first. Yeah, yeah. And, and then maybe think about it. Like, f- g- seriously, come on. Okay. The other part of the question, which is how do we record? How did we record this episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a thing called recorder you buy. It requires four AA batteries. That's the most important thing. Four AA batteries, you put in that thing, you press record, you're off. Are you sure that uh, like people understand these kind of technical aspects of podcast recording? Because this is very technical. There's a recorder, there's one, two, three, not one. Yeah. Not two. Yeah. Not three. No, no. There are four. Char. But batteries. Yes. And now there's another complication on top of it. That is the double button. Oh, they're double A, yeah, yeah. They're double A. Yeah. Like, we grew from an educational system which only showed us one A. Right. And for most of us, not even that. Uh, unfortunately. Right? Yeah. So, how do we explain double A? Well, if it seems too complicated, that's the reason why I said don't get into podcasting. Just sit back, relax, and listen to the Thigh Gap podcast. Well, uh, that's the best idea. But what was our motivation? Wow, that's a... I think that's a good question. Let's get into that. Let's get into, before we get into what was our motivation, let's get into motivation itself. What do you say, bro? Bogus, trust me, I didn't have an answer then. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have an answer now. Wonderful. That's why and we're deflecting. <laughs> yeah. From and we are like, point. okay, we know we committed to this topic, but you know what? Maybe we yeah. want to change it. Yeah. So motivation, from whatever I've seen, uh, from whatever my neighbor has told me, mm-hmm. motivation, they say... Who? Srikanth Uncle? Yeah, but uh, leave his name out of it. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, Uncle from Why Not Two? Yes. Okay. 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 Motivation, they say, is the experience of desire or aversion. The second part is something I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. I knew desire. Oh, you're actually explaining the meaning of motivation? No, I'm just saying not meaning, but this is the reference of what other people are talking about, you know? Okay, okay. Experience of desire mm-hmm. or aversion. So mm-hmm. it's either you want something or you want to avoid or escape something. Now, the latter I was not familiar with. I was only the aversion like, part? The aversion. But part. I think it's self-explanatory. It makes thing. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not arguing against You're that motivated point. to quit smoking. That right. That is technically like your aversion to not do that activity. Exactly. And at the same time, you're motivated to build your body. Mm-hmm. Also includes that you have to show aversion to certain junk food so that you can have yeah. a healthy living. So yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Right? It makes sense. Yeah. But what doesn't make sense? I mean... You is there anything you want to add? Or There's just, always more, but go ahead. What yeah, doesn't make sense? Exactly. What I what doesn't make sense to me is how does it feel? Mm. You know, you for example, like one of the most complicated emotion is love, right? Right. Everybody since day and age or like since the early man kind has started or whatever, mm-hmm. love is always this most complicated emotion people you know experience. Mm-hmm. And yet somehow, you know how love feels. 
Yeah. Because it's not necessary that you love a person, mm. but it might be a for in like what was your first love? Technically it is that toy that you had, yeah. right? Or a fancy cricket bat or or your dad's car for right. instance. Like if your dad had a cool car, then you are like I love my dad's car. Right. So you know that aspect of attraction or you you know that aspect of what do you say um attachment mm-hmm. right but motivate so similarly right. like you have other emotions which you can relate to mm-hmm. from where i come i don't relate to motivation okay you know i relate to determination better mm-hmm. than coming than motivation i guess okay uh i see what you're saying and you hear what i say focus don't see what i say no see in the sense have you watched avatar i see you you oh. know they put their hand flat on your face never go john lucas on me okay james cameron potato potato they're all americans they're all americans at this stage i think there's no distinction among <laughs> american population but yeah all lives matter guys but yeah i see uh what you're saying um if you were, if you are to get into the etymology of the word motivation and guys don't don't freak out if this starts to sound a little bit nerdy but it's very important to understand where these words are coming from there's a re- there's a reason why it's called motivation and it's not called donkey there's a very good reason why and the source of the word plays into that All right, so let's break up motivation. Okay, are you with me, bro? Motivation. Yeah, Bogus. So let's make this like a segment, right? Right. I'm your student, mm-hmm. and you're my teacher. So let's do a role play. Okay. Just so that we make this conversation interesting. It's improv, and we're right. talented and genius. So. All right. All right, Balake. Listen up. All right, Guruji. Motivation. Break mm. up the words. More. Mo is the past participle participle sound of a cow. Guruji, but I have a doubt. Already, no, shut up. Wait, <laughs> let me finish the word. Okay, Guruji. Mo is the past participle of the sound of a cow. Guruji, T. I have a doubt. No, no. Okay, okay, Guruji. All right, okay, fine. What is the doubt? Guruji, this is English class, no? Yes. Okay, okay, Guruji. That was my doubt. Okay. Tea is the popular drink that Brits like but originated from China. All right, pay attention. More. More tea. tea. Okay. Ve is Guruji, Guruji, Guruji. Okay, what? It's a root. What's the root? Ve is the root. Like direction. what where which is the way that is the way that is the root no correct are you going to teach me now or am i teaching you who's teaching who sorry guruji i apologize pay attention we covered mo and t ve is what the jews like to say a lot oi ve okay shun was popularized by a south indian politician do you have any examples for shun yeah guruji why not go ahead so for two marks so guruji imagine i am a baba mm-hmm. with all orange clothes and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. and then imagine my disciples especially the women disciples uh, are falling on my uh-huh. are falling on my chappal 
Okay. So I can't shun them. That, I have to accept. Yes. Thank you, Guruji. I yes. got two marks, no? You got five marks. Aye, thank you. And you got a high five. Wonderful. Awesome. Motivation. Or in other words, motive is something that causes a person to act is related to motion or the causing of motion so motive the root word of that is mu which means to push away so any which way you look at it right there's motion movement involved in that so that's the reason why motivation is as they say is directly related to you wanting to do something or wanting to get away from something aversion or desire all right now what they say also is that there are two types of motivation according to the great wikipedia which must not be trusted of course two Guruji, if yes. it is from wikipedia do i still have to be in the class i'll go home and read no no you have to be here only because wikipedia cannot be trusted okay they say there are push and pull types of motivation so there is push motivation and there is pull motivation guruji this is very similar to tanmay bhat's whole humor philosophy is it there is punch up there is punch down joke there is punch up joke yes and then there is you pull joke then you push joke okay that's a whole other drama that we have to get into at some other time but push and pull motivation i'll give you an example for push and pull okay guruji sharukh khan and bazigar yes guruji what does he do to shilpa shetty that he... is push motivation oh you see oh, 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 oh. sharukh khan and ddlj at the end with kajol what does he do with her in the train that is pull motivation ah oh, ah oh, oh. okay okay calm down now actually what push and pull motivation is is you know you want something like you're trying to lose weight or not in your case that doesn't apply you're trying to quit smoking <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to quit smoking okay okay but it's not something that comes naturally to you you want to do it but you feel like you have to push yourself to do it you know it's not naturally coming to you but you feel like you have to, you have to put effort like you have to push yourself to get to the uh, goal that you have or even get to stay motivated so they say that is push motivation okay let me finish pull and then you give me your thoughts on this because i want to know what you think uh pull motivation they say is where you do have a motivation but it's so aligned with your natural interests that you don't have to do a lot of effort you don't have to fight with the elements you don't have to fight with your mind with everything around you you just do it even if you take time the it's you're so naturally inclined to that goal that you naturally gets you get pulled towards it so that they say this is the difference between push and pull what do you think okay now that the class is over Mm-hmm. good class thank you i just feel it's just complicating a simple theory of course to be really honest but let me let me throw this out for someone who it may be complicating something simple for you and it's important to note that 
it's very hard to get to a simple no stage. Uh, yeah simplicity is tougher right See, where i am right now i'm a world being so of course i'm not like i said i don't cut anybody any flack spare a thought for those who are coming into this i'm going to speak to the merit of the word itself okay or the meaning or the theory that you speak i'm not going to speak on behalf of anybody or neither am i going to like judge somebody but for not looking at it this way i'm just going to give my subjective opinion about it right Please. this whole concept of push motivation or pull motivation mm-hmm. for me is a second step okay okay the first step the primary step that i want to understand is how do i empathize with motivation or to motivation you know how do i relate to that as as a frame of mind mm. like you know you do certain things when you're determined you right. do certain things when you're lazy or you procrastinate Actually, the way you don't do things when you don't do or, i mean you still do by not doing it that's exactly. what is you doing. do something else you do something else exactly. right but but you you get you get what i'm saying right I get, yeah so what i want to with motivation uh-huh. the tricky part is you really don't know or I, okay i really don't know when it starts you know people talk about oh dude i realized that this is what i wanted and post that i've been motivated mm. right uh there's a different theory that i have uh for me it is more like i'm determined to do it so the moment i get determined right i'm at it okay but whereas so somewhere in that scheme of thought mm. there is motivation okay you know i mean the only point is like you mentioned which might be true and i'm not taking anything away, away from anyone for some people maybe making that additional step is also very important right to be motivated so that they become determined might be important actually i heard that's the proper order of things which yeah. is it starts with motivation once you start doing it that's when determination which is what i'm saying for right. me i don't starts understand that step that one the first ex- step the first step of motivation right i i thought hard about it and when people kept asking and i'm going to that real time scenario right mm-hmm. when people kept asking me what motivated you what happened like how did you end up here etc etc like i also want to know because uh, it's not necessarily podcast but they might be trying to apply it to something else right mm-hmm. like say opening uh, a boutique or or you know my wife wanted to make soaps which is ridiculous i don't understand why she wants to make soaps or starting a podcast or starting a podcast right, right. whichever but the point what i'm trying to say is mm-hmm. everybody is searching for that reason to be motivated and my question to them is why not just be determined you know mm. i mean how is it making it any different for you i'm sure it must be but i'm here to understand and i this is where i want your like you know understanding of how is that one step of motivation because okay before you say it i'm going to give you the background of why i have absolutely you know or borderline zero regard to the whole concept of motivation okay okay upteen number of motivational speakers out yes. in the market yes and another gazillion books about how to be self motivated who moved my cheese who moved my cheese who stole my cheese who Mom sold, sold my ferrari, ferrari. Yeah. freaking like like put i mean this this a plethora of books right mm-hmm. and 
one of the things that I always observe is they all follow the same basic principle. That is, you do hard work, you be dedicated, and you have absolute willpower, and you'll achieve success. But all these statements, just for namesake, start with motivation. Okay? okay? You know what I'm saying? They start the conversation with, you need to be motivated. And then they immediately jump to all these more, for according to me, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a debatable thing. They jump to these more realistic, more tangible aspects. Like hard work, dedication, focus, mm-hmm. you know, all those things which are executional stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Motivation is just a lever for you to get into the action mode, right? So, but there is somehow undue importance put onto motivation. And I see that to be a little baseless. I agree with you there. Uh, I think it is undue importance because motivation is not even the main thing. Motivation is the only the aspect where you start to want something. And if you put too much importance on just wanting something, what happens to the part where you actually start working? Yeah, it? it's like, it's like, you know, you're a fast bowler and you're shining the ball right. so that it swings. Right. But you're not even bothering about bowling the ball. You keep shining the ball. Like you're sitting in the pavilion and you're rubbing the ball off your balls. Yeah. And you're just keeping it pristine, clean and shine. Yeah. But you never bowl the ball. So you don't even know how much the ball is going to swing or whatever. Motivation is like that act mm. where you don't know how to bowl the ball, but you're shining the ball, right? But if you have a bit of chewing gum in your pocket hidden somewhere and you're rubbing the ball against it, now you're being smart and you're actually doing something too. Yeah, I would not go with the chewing gum. Uh, sandpaper would be like... Sandpaper. Straight up. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Chewing gum basically doesn't... Yeah, I don't think it <laughs> does anything to the leather ball, but... People have tried. No, it's not chewing gum. It is Vicks. It's that um, menthol. It's not chewing gum, idiot. Weren't these Australian guys trying to chew gum so that it creates that uh, sugary... Uh, no, no, like that was candy. Saliva? Candy, candy. Not chewing gum. So they were rubbing the candy uh-huh. onto the leather ball. Okay, because okay. the candy has that sticky this thing, right? Right, right, right. So they used to take a spit. It's not, it's not South African. Uh, it's not Australians. I think it's English guys and all. Gummy bears, candies. Wait, you gave me a culture shock. It was not. It, it was not our Aussies who did that. No, uh, I mean there was this whole incident, right, of uh, Zahir Khan and Kevin Peterson, where Kevin Peterson was dropping gummy bears onto the yeah, pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, on and the Zahir Khan kind of lost it, as if like he's like a super crazy batsman. I mean, if I was Zahir Khan, I was in the place of Zahir Khan, I would have just picked up and eaten the gummy bears and like, dude, chuck it. Yeah, I mean. I, Probably another 20 balls is what I'll, I'll survive. What a waste of but, perfectly good gummy bears. Like, I mean, Kevin Peterson's son is rich. Yeah. And, you know, he doesn't care. Maybe they but are like B-grade ones. We are digressing, We're digressing, like always. Yes. But that's my point, right? Like motivation, is motivation understood by people properly is a big question that I have. Right. Do they, it's needed for some, maybe. Mm. Like, I'm not going to comment. Like, I don't know the, the, the resourcefulness of motivation. Mm-hmm. But what I am putting on the table is, do people even understand that? How it feels, what it does to them, or etc, etc. Yeah, I think that's where the factor of push and pull seemed helpful to me at least, where you can think about all these people who form a goal, they want to do it, uh, for example, you can take me and 
and working out for example i've been wanting to work so i lost you there uh, can you repeat that again yeah so so i think the aspect of uh, <laughs> I think the aspect of uh, push and pull motivation I thought would make it helpful for uh, understanding it slightly a bit better uh, because there are goals we have which somehow we keep hitting a brick wall we can't seem to be getting forward on them uh like me and physical fitness you know it's been a very long time I've wanted to get to a proper stage but I think push motivation is what's happening there because it's not natural it's not like uh starting a podcast for me which uh we have been planning for a while but eventually we've done it whereas the other thing is still laying unaddressed you know but i want to come back to something that you pointed out which is i think important which is people who are thinking they need to have a motivation in the first place you mentioned this and i think that is an even lower stage unfortunately where people are confused and they want to they want to be motivated by something rather than already having identified like what they want they they stuck in the feeling that i need to it's like step 0 it's not even step 1 you know it's not like i need to achieve these these as goals i'm motivated towards that it is rather one step back which is i need to figure out what to be motivated by like i need to figure out what i need to what are my goals you know so that i think is a lowest area that bring okay that gives a different turn now mm-hmm. right like now that you put it like that mm-hmm. what is the difference between desire and motivation then so i think desire is just wanting something whereas from what we saw the helpful wikipedia definition is motivation is desire to do something or aversion to not do something it's both of these things so desire is still being like the foundation of motivation yeah right desire to either do something or which not addresses something. the previous question mm-hmm. which is like if you don't have desire then there is no use of motivation also because there is no place for motivation Yeah, I I agree with that. Right? Either you are completely enlightened or you no, have no clue about yourself. Enlightened is still like That's, a far-fetched thought. These are thought. the only two scenarios I see where you don't have desires. No, in the sense Okay, what enlightenment do you need to like get fitter? No, I don't need anything for that. Right? But yeah. you have the desire of becoming fitter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So, if you don't have the desire, does motivation have a place in the whole flow chart? I don't think so. Right? Yeah. Now the second way of looking at it. Now I'll go to the other end. Now I have a desire. Okay. And I want to achieve it. Okay. Now I need to be determined to achieve it. Yes. Right. Yes. So I still don't see motivation fitting there. No. When you say I want to achieve it, that's your motivation. When you say determined, which is what I'm saying, it's so intangible. It's it's so negligible. Because it's a very small step from becoming desiring something. and then you converting that desire into a determination and ultimately you know achieving it i don't disagree that it is negligible in fact i think that is the ideal measure of it it should be negligible 
And that's where things are going wrong, where people nowadays are putting so much importance, all these motivational speakers, like you were saying, so much importance on this negligible step, on what should be a negligible step in the process. Yeah, but because it only sounds organic, right? I think it sells more. That's the reason why. Yeah, exactly. It Na- sells more. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a good selling book. Right, I mean, it's a good selling point, not yeah. book, sorry, but it's a good selling point. Yeah, it's somehow the society managed to glorify mm. this aspect, which in reality should be close to zero. Close, yeah. You should not be in that zone of being motivated or being, you know, having to be motivated and all that for mm. a long time, because the longer you are mm. in that phase. You basically are procrastinating, in other words. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's so ironic, but that's what you're doing. Yeah, I think what's happening is because this step one itself is being built up so much, is being put on a such a big pedestal. Yeah. It's giving people anxiety to even So many start. other problems. Yeah. And trust me, there's so many friends of mine, uh, which I'm not going to name. Of Prakash, course. Srinivas... Uh, Rakesh, yeah. Rupesh, Santosh, Santosh, mm. all of these Santosh, we both know Santosh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know the kind of problems he went through. I mean, yeah, it's a whole new podcast for that. Yeah, but, but let's not name any names. Yeah, let's let's not take names. We don't want to like put down on people. Right. But all these guys are are still trying to figure out the answer for how do I get motivated? Mm. And my simple question is for what? <laughs> like, what is it that you want to be motivated for? You have a goal. Yeah. And you have a plan. You just have to bring them together. Right? But you, you start start participating in the plan. Yeah. But don't you I, think if they're, the question they're asking is, how do I get motivated? Don't you think it's because there's no strong enough plan in the first place? Or strong enough goal. That's what I mean. Strong yeah. enough goal in the first place? Yeah, I think so. That, that That's what I, even I feel. That the weaker your goal is, right? The more you lean on to such aspects, mm. right? For example, I mean, let's talk about ourselves, okay. like always. Right. Eight years, we've been pondering with this idea. Mm-hmm. And it was not motivation that brought us here. It was this delusional determination that, you know, makes us sit here today, right? We never lost focus on it. We always somehow saw that, you know, this is this is going to be an inevitable reality, Mm. right? And when I look back at this, our story itself, like this particular chapter, I was, I was lost to place where motivation played a part. Okay. I see it a little bit differently, which is until we did made that first step of actually doing something about it, I would say we were constantly motivated to do it. Once we did the first step, then determination came into the picture to keep it going. That's that's how I see it. So you're saying after ideation, you get into this action mode. Or after realizing a certain goal, yeah. you get into the action mode. Yeah. How long do you think we took that? Like how long was that period? Let's put like a timeline. I mean, I don't think we can put a timeline because even before we met, we had some kind of a vague idea of what we wanted to do or what the direction we want to go in you know so i would count all of that period also as uh, a motivational really? phase 
okay that's one thing i failed to like mm. you know wrap my head around fair enough i mean like every man for himself yeah, yeah. again but this is just my perspective where i feel i feel that the if somebody is lacking motivation right. for example right my my genuine suggestion is like i think it's time you revisit what you want yes right because yes. like you said and which is so beautifully put uh with such less vocabulary skills <laughs> yeah you need to be in that motivation phase for the least time it has to be negligible yeah right? yeah it has to be motivation should not become a hurdle in itself yeah right uh so if if i am not being motivated to what i want then maybe it's time i revisit what i really want maybe yeah. i should go back a couple of steps and think okay is this what i really want right yeah before i am in basically i'm just trying to say in an if i have to draw an analogy am i entering the right playground right am yes. i playing the right sport yeah because if i am in the cricket ground and i'm dreaming about tennis then no matter motivation will not help me go anywhere it will not make me practice that extra 4 hours it will not you know it will not generate determination for me yeah. right it will not generate that you know the kind of razor sharp focus i would need f- to achieve something you know on a day to day basis i will not have the drive to learn which is i think one of the biggest you know drawbacks of not achieving something right yeah so yeah that would is that is how i would put it if you think you're a person who's just stuck in that whole dilemma of how do i get motivated then i think boss you need to just go back and recheck on what you really want to do yeah and i just want to add on to that which is it first of all appreciate what i just said okay because it's just two of us mm-hmm. i think i deserve an appreciation for what i just said I demand. Okay, it it was beautiful. Okay? Thank you. Boss. Okay. Yeah. Just to add on to that. Yeah, uh I think it calls for pause. Uh just take a pause and think of it think of it in terms of push and pull motivation. Like the goals that you have set for yourself, do you find that you're having to push yourself every day towards that? You know, do you find that you have to exert so much energy and um uh stress towards uh getting there or is it something that is pulling you naturally is it something that's making use of your um inborn talent or inborn skill you know and with pull motivation they also uh there's something related to that which they call flow theory flow theory is where people who play sport can understand what flow theory is which is being in the zone Yeah yeah I've heard of that yeah Yeah no matter how good or bad or how professional or amateur you are at a sport there would have been one moment where you would have felt invincible where yeah. you would have made no mistake no wrong moves and your rivals or your opponents are scratching their heads to understand how do I beat this guy because he seems to be in a completely different place right right I think it goes for every profession in fact I mean imagine a sales guy yeah who has like deep perfect sales meeting right yeah first meeting goes sits with the client proposes mm. negotiates closes the deal over the table and comes yeah. back it's just one of those things right and yeah I, but I, the main thing is would the sales guy would he have ever reached that state if he was not even passionate about what he was doing 
that is a bottom we are we are taking that as a given right now so that's what i'm saying so for pull motivation this seems to be a relation which is if you go behind things that naturally pull you towards them then you have more of a chance of reaching this flow state which yeah mm, i mean that goes again into the topic of know what you're meant to do yeah you know know your skills know what you're naturally good at and you know all those stories i mean for movies that have been made yeah are all about this right like identify the kids natural talent mm. and encourage him in, within that because it will become easier or he'll start enjoying it yeah all that so i i think that's a completely different school of thought so what you're saying is if anyone is confused they should just pick up a brush and uh, start painting start painting start painting yeah yeah neighbor's house like owner's house yeah. any house <laughs> roads nowadays i think governments are encouraging a lot of artists to paint the walls on under the oh flyovers yeah and all that so yeah there are there are programs for jobless people that the government is encouraging i think that was a good primer on motivation absolutely uh we haven't really answered the main question which was what motivated us but we did go into motivation itself which is answering the bigger question it's the bigger question yeah yeah we we take the higher road absolutely yeah if i could just suggest uh something to people who are in the corporate world there is an old video on youtube okay it's about motivation you know uh, those animated kind of uh, yeah some guy drawing with a sharpie yeah 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 uh, the illustration stuff illustration correct so it's that kind of a video i don't remember by who exactly but if you type more the word motivation it will be there in the top results so it's a pretty good video that explains how motivation works in the workspace tldr the- uh tldr version of that is if you want to motivate people it is much better to explain or give them a reason as to why they need to do something rather than try to figure out incentives or some kind of a reward system to say okay i'm going to motivate them by creating this reward and i'm going to ask them to do a good job because they should hope for the reward instead just explain to them why it is important that they need to do a good job and this this, this kind they of found that that had better results this this you know reminds me of that joke that anirban das gupta has told which is a fantastic joke go ahead uh, he said that you know what happens if your employees are motivated mm-hmm. they leave <laughs> yeah right. i think that was the best way anybody just put it out there that if you have like a bunch of motivated guys under you mm-hmm. then they basically leave they go chase their own dreams or whatever right yeah and it's the corporate's job to keep them interested and keep them motivated yeah, yeah? the yeah. best people will leave in the name of motivation yes yeah like what's your favorite color <laughs> <laughs> so i think we've spoken a lot about motivation without really knowing what it actually means I mean which is what geniuses do yeah they can answer experts speak, bro speak anything mm-hmm. like if sanjay manjurekar and an akash what what is it? akash chopra oh, yeah. can speak about opening batting right trust me we can speak about god it gives us a right absolutely both right yeah so i think it's time for you know what our audience always come for our podcast for the whole thing yes right that was a trick question and you answered right high five 
recommendations movies or books or tv shows do you want to go first do you want me to go first how do you want to do it yeah i before i even do that i just want to you know call out mm-hmm. that this is one of the most ridiculously horrendous introduction to a segment in the history of podcast hey we will improve man just give us time it's yeah. just a second episode. but i'm just trying to call out hence i'm calling out okay that this needs improvement all right i acknowledge the horrendousness of the introduction good boy all right very good first uh movie i'd like to recommend to you guys is very once again this is undoubtedly mm-hmm. one of the most mm-hmm. horrible mm-hmm. jumping into a segment okay segment right in the history of podcast got it okay mm. i think we got to tell it out okay what we are doing right now got it acknowledge that as well good boy before i continue you do not interrupt in a podcast that shows how horribly prepared we are i apologize Wow, so humble. And we are humility. Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That's the, believe it or not, that's the entire title of the movie. I'll repeat, Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Very is relevant a, movie. Is uh, it a part of a series or is this is just a movie? This is the movie. Oh, sweet. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, it's a classic movie and... i would say very relevant for our times because um it's a dark comedy about the futility of war all right this movie is set in uh, during the cold war when the tensions were at their peak between us and ussr and they were first of all they were in a space race then they were in a nuclear race then they were in a you know spoon and nimbu pani nimbu race all kinds of races they were having with each other this is said during that point of time where uh the cold war tensions were at a peak and there was a stalemate between us and ussr and in the us there is a rogue general who lets a bomber take off without anyone's knowledge okay it's a bomber jet with a nuclear payload on it and it's going to russia all right the president doesn't know the chief of staffs don't know nobody knows about this this plane just takes off from a remote uh, air base air force base in the us and everyone gets to know about it only after the plane has taken off and what this general has done is he changed the uh, you know they have these codes to communicate with the with tango charlie all that stuff beta yeah. alpha sambar idli you know all that <laughs> stuff uh so he changes the codes as soon as the plane takes off so no one else is aware of what the codes are no one knows how to get in touch with that plane and the plane the people in the plane themselves they are instructed not to get back in touch with anyone on the ground so they are basically dark and this general has gone rogue he's not communicating with anyone in the white house so everyone is running around in a panic because there's a nuclear payload on a bomber that's headed to russia and no one knows what's going on no one has control of the situation then you have the russian president calling up the us president and 
yelling into the phone asking like what's going on because they're just now preparing their nuclear uh, attack. So as soon as the hit is confirmed on USSR soil, multiple cities in the US are bye-bye, right? So that's the situation. Now it does sound serious, but the movie is actually a dark comedy. It's actually one of the funniest comedies, uh, funniest movies I've ever seen. Stanley Kubrick was the director. If anyone doesn't know, Stanley Kubrick is one of the best filmmakers to have ever lived. The guys who don't know him are the best filmmakers? Or? No. Uh, <laughs> you put it, you actually said it that way. Stanley Kubrick himself was <laughs> yeah. one of the, the best filmmakers who ever lived. And uh, the funny thing is he was actually adapting uh, a book to make this into a movie. And the book was very serious. It was about, oh, the tension, nuclear, this thing. But when Kubrick was adapting it into a screenplay, halfway through it, he realized. And trust me, halfway for Stanley Kubrick, halfway through a screenplay is like any commercial Bollywood movie would have been written 10 times or 15 times already. That much research he does. So halfway through his screenplay, he realized that this is actually funny. You know, in some twisted, dark, humorous way. So he turned it around. He made it into a comedy. And the result you have is this amazingly funny movie where if anyone has read Catch-22, you'll get the vibe. It is exactly that. It's very uh, funny about the futility of war, about how little control people have over anything in their life. And things just go from bad to worse uh, until the end and it's a it's a movie of hope and of optimism and I recommend it for everyone now the other reasons why to watch it Peter Sellers is one of the main cast members and he does not one not two but almost like four or five roles in the movie and you can barely distinguish or recognize him in all the different roles that he's doing that good of an actor and there's also another actor called George C. Scott who you would have never heard of before but once you watch the movie, you'll never forget him again. There's a young James Earl Jones. If you don't know James Earl Jones, he was the voice of Darth Vader in Star Wars. That's what made him famous later on. So guys, all in all, an amazing movie. Definitely watch it. Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Alright, so for my second recommendation now. So guys, if anybody wants to just go have a tea break, I would suggest this is the time. Or even probably you can finish a seven-course meal. Too bad, time's up. Second recommendation now is called... It's a TV show called Utopia. It's not something that went mainstream, so it's not something you'll find easily, but it was a show on Channel 4 uh, in UK, and... It was made by a guy called, the creator's name was Dennis Kelly. That's how you'll find it on IMDb. It's not something you'll find on any of the OTT platforms as well. Unfortunately, you're going to have to dig and uh, find absolutely legal ways of watching it. Okay. Uh, so Utopia is another dark comedy. We are on the dark comedy theme today. So it's night. It is, it is dark. Um, this movie, uh, this TV show is based on the whole comic book culture. You know, the comic book nerds. There are a bunch of comic book nerds who frequent these forums online. And there is one niche cult which follows a series of graphic novels called The Utopia Experiment. This graphic novel uh, 
actually had illustrations of disasters, worldwide disasters that actually came true in the past. Like Now, Simpsons. What? Like Simpsons. I mean, Simpsons is a whole different thing. But yeah, this is very conspiracy theory related as well. So this niche uh, forum online with these few comic book nerds who are discussing with each other every day, there's only one topic on their mind. There is another sequel or there's a next version of this Utopia Experiments graphics novel, which is not sold anywhere, which only the manuscript exists somewhere. Don't know where it is, but they're trying to trace it. They're trying to find the manuscript because that uh, graphic novel has illustrations that predict the disasters to come in future. There is something to do with the virus, hint, hint. And there's something to do with population control, hint, hint. You know, all these things. So these guys are trying to track it, okay? And ultimately, one of them lands the manuscript. As soon as they do that, they figure out that they're being chased by this hidden cabal society, society called the network. And they're trying to chase them down. And it's a cat and mouse chase throughout. But it is extremely funny. And one of the bigger selling points of this TV show, TV show is actually the amazing soundtrack. It's one of the best soundtrack uh, soundtracks I've ever heard. And uh, you can find it on Spotify. And also the sound design, the cinematography, the character, uh, the character design, uh, so deeply done for every character, no matter how peripheral a character is, you feel like you know them. They're an organic, like natural person. So Utopia by Dennis Kelly, my second recommendation, definitely watch it. Brute, uh, let me break up. Brute! Brute, I'm done. I'm done with my uh, recommendation. Go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, so great recommendations, Bogus. Uh, I mean, probably one of the longest recommendations also. So is it my turn? Can I say? It is your turn now. Oh, awesome. Floor is yours. Fantastic. So the first recommendation I got is this awesome movie that I watched long, long back, right? In, uh, on a DD Metro channel. Really? On a very, yeah, it's true, true story, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Me and my mom watched it. Okay. Uh, I still remember it because I, the name of the movie was so weird. Mm. So the name of the movie is, What Did You Do in the War, Daddy? Oh. Okay. That's the name of the movie. It's a movie by Blake Edwards, one of the genius comedy movie directors, mm -hmm. right? Uh, there's a whole lot of cast, which I don't know who they are. Right. But this is one movie which has that nostalgic feeling for me. Okay. Because I watched it with my mom, like on a Friday evening. Mm. Like, you remember D.D. Metro used to air those 11 o'clock English movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a Friday night? Yeah. So it was one of those days where I was just awake and me and my mom watched the whole movie because it was hilarious yeah one of the most hilarious movies uh like i said i don't know the cast i just know that i got to know that it was a blake edward movie recently mm -hmm. uh because i watched this movie like a gazillion times mm. the the plot is a very interesting plot uh and i want to follow your you know your trail of wars war oh yeah of so course. Of what course. did you do in the war daddy exactly right? Essentially, this is placed in during World War II. Mm -hmm. The plot is placed in World War II. Mm -hmm. And everybody is at war with everyone. Right? 
It so, was a world war. It was a world war. So basically what happens is the American military or the army mm. identifies this vantage point in Italy to take control of things in Europe. Okay. Got it. So, so they reach out to their platoon in uh, in in Europe, which mm-hmm. are, which is based in Europe, mm-hmm. and they say, "Hey, okay, you got to reach out and take up this so so vantage called point. village, which is a vantage point." Right. So, because everybody's at war, there's a lot of injury, and they're in the middle of the war. There's hardly any soldiers left. So they reach, they call up their best captain, and they say, "You got to go there, and they have to do it." And this captain is. You know, he's by the book. He does everything by the code. Mm-hmm. And he is given a regiment which has absolutely no experience of army, mm-hmm. has no discipline of army. Mm-hmm. And they're just this bunch of workers who just had to go to war. Okay. And they're just happy to while away time during the war so that they can go back home alive. Right. So this captain, right, is given that regiment. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the vantage point. Now, there's a funny twist that happens. It's in Italy. The village is in Italy. Right. The town or whatever. Right. And now, they go to the town and they see nobody in the town. It's like a ghost land. Okay. Right? And they are searching for people saying, what happened? Did anybody already come? Which did, If other army has already come, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They realize that the town is celebrating its annual day mm-hmm. and the whole town is participating in a football match. Okay. Okay. And that's when things go like absolutely crazy. Essentially, the Italian town is like ready to surrender. Mm. But they'll only su- their condition is we will only surrender the next day because they have their annual day celebrations that evening. So there's a whole party. Ah. So we want to party first and then we'll surrender the next day. Okay. But this captain is by the book, right? So he doesn't like, no, 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 no. You either surrender now or later. Yeah. And the regiment is all for the party, right? right. <laughs> so... So they convince the captain saying that, you know, it's a one day thing. Okay. We'll, we'll send a message to yeah. our base saying that we've, we got like a minor resistance. Mm. And, but we are on in, in, you know, we have the upper hand and we can get this in control. Because it's just a matter of a night, right? Right. So one thing leads to another. The next day, everybody is drunk. Mm. And the captain sleeps with the, gen, the town's general's girlfriend. Oh, no. Now the town general is like, I'll not surrender because you cheated me. Diplomacy. Yeah. And the Russians are basically, or the Germans are mm-hmm. basically scouting all these points to figure out where, uh, you know, where there is no war so they can send the army. Right. Long story short, they fake a war in the town wow. so that the rest of the armies can stay out of the town. Okay. And then the Russians come in, they try to like take over. It's a, it's a happy ending story. But it is undoubtedly one of the most funniest movies that I've watched, mm-hmm. which is based on war, right? In the mid, in the thick of war, something so huge of comedy of errors can happen. Yeah. And somebody actually visioned it and put it on screen. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic job. So that's my first recommendation, guys. Blake Edwards, what did you do in the war, daddy? Nice. The second recommendation is probably one of my favorite actors. Uh, one of yes it's a movie where there is Russell Crowe and Christian Bale okay. and it's called 310 to Yuma right and it's not a very high spoken movie but it is definitely a, 
one of the best movies that I've seen. Not very mainstream. It's not very mainstream. Uh, I think it's it's still in the very early stage of Bale's career, Bale's career as well as Crowe's career. Or Russell no. Crowe, uh, I think, just did uh, the other movie with DiCaprio. Quick, what is that? Quick and Dead. Quick and the Dead. Quick and the Dead. I think Russell Crowe just was getting fame, but Christian Bale was still relatively new. Because no, he was... still had that lisp in this movie. Oh, I think it was pretty later on for both of them, actually. No, Not no. even for Russell Crowe. No, he, this this came in 2000... Okay, it came whenever it came. Right. Uh, Christian Bale only did like one movie before this, which was American Psycho. Okay. Which is another great movie. Oh, yeah, of course. Shit, I just lost one recommendation there. But we'll, we'll get the plot it. of the movie is... I'll keep it simple. Russell Crowe is this notorious bandit and it's based, it's a period movie. It's a Western. It's a Western, you know, a Western genre movie. Yeah. And it's a period movie of 1800s. Mm-hmm. And the plot is basically Russell Crowe is, is this notorious bandit. And he's been, he's supposed to be taken to a prison called Yuma. Right. And while he was being escorted, what happens is they stop at this small town and because he's such a huge gangster or, or a bandit, right. he has so many other enemies, right? Right. And everybody is trying to take a revenge on this guy. So he somehow comes into the situation where Kristen Bale, mm-hmm. who is an upcoming sheriff, mm-hmm. who is again one of the by book kind of a guy who's right. very idealistic and, you know, ethical. Yeah. Uh, he tries to, he saves Russell Crowe. From all the other rivals, right. right? Saying that, no, this guy has to go through the laws of justice and he'll be punished through justice. You right. should not take the justice in hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, the typical talk. Yeah. And at some point down the lane, what happens is the roles kind of reverse, where they kind of have this, bro- they develop this brotherhood relationship. Mm. And finally, you know, uh, so the ba- I'll not reveal any- anything else. Christian Bale essentially... It becomes his job alone to take Russell Crowe and put him into the train, which will transport him to the prison. Yeah. So that's the plot. It's it's a it's surprisingly very interesting movie. It does oh, yeah. one of the few Western, you know, genre movies which is not very slow. Yes. Generally Western movies are kind of slow. They have that Heavy, they have this huge long breathing scenes. They have uh, they have a meditative pace. Yeah, about them. they have yeah they have that. You need to kind of get soaked into yeah, the movie, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But this is not like that. It's mm. pretty fast. Uh, it's relatively fast mm. when compared to the genre. And uh, again, great acting, man. I mean, you could see the signs of you know stars in the making. Yeah, you have Bale and Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah, right. And Russell Crowe was just this was pre Gladiator. So it was just before Gladiator. Okay. So you know, I this movie actually catapulted him into bigger roles, like The Beautiful Mind, you know, Gladiator, and there was this series of hits that right, he gave. Right. Right. So that's that's my second recommendation, guys. Three ten to Yuma. It's spelled three ten to Yuma. And three ten is like the clock. So it's called yeah. three ten to Yuma because the train that goes to Yuma. It arrives at 3 o'clock. It arrives at 3.10. Yeah, 3.10. Yeah. In the afternoon. Not in the night. It's in the afternoon. Uh, yeah, because they didn't have permission to shoot in the night. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, social distancing was 
out there right then curfew it was curfew, curfew. it was curfew yeah. yeah great so i think uh, four recommendations good to go four recommendations yeah i think that's good to go we awesome. went into motivation i'm 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 sure we're both quite curious to know what comments would come out of especially the motivation bit. let's not kind of like mainstream this bogus okay let's just say what is your take guys like we want to know what's your take mm-hmm. and you can reach out to us any way you want there's no pressure right you can reach out to us on twitter mm-hmm. uh, you can just hashtag thigap right you can reach out to us on insta yeah you can just direct follow our page and message us directly yeah and uh, yeah it would be an interesting thing to read your comments because you know it's lockdown and we are jobless yeah and let's not get too sidetracked also i would say instead of give us your take give us your input yeah that's about it the end hey thanks for listening you can follow this podcast on spotify to get notified of new episodes every thursday we're also on apple podcast for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit If you liked what you heard, leave us a 5-star rating and a comment. Say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is @thigap and we are _thigap on Instagram.